Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am your host, Precious D, and today I'm all by myself. We had some scheduling issues this week, so we will not be doing our regularly scheduled episode. We're going to get that recorded and up as soon as possible, but... I thought I would come talk to you a little bit about the stuff that's going on right now. And then we're going to play a little something extra that we recorded a few weeks ago as kind of a little plug for our Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash mmftg. Uh, first off, I got an interesting new book on the recommendation from the guys over at Vintage RPG Podcast. It is Attack of the New B-Movies, Essays on Sci-Fi Original Films. The time is coming very quickly when we're going to have to be covering a number of those sci-fi original films as part of our uh, mandate. Because some of them do fall, I think, into the kaiju category. Uh, anyway, it's a collection of essays about those films. It's from McFarland Books, and you can find it on their website. McFarland and Company Incorporated Publishers. You can find it at McFarlandBooks.com, and I think they're having some kind of discount right now, so look for that code on the front page of their website. It's like Holiday 23, and I think it's still active for about... 25% off. But the big things to talk about are Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which is four episodes in now, and of course, Godzilla Minus One. So, uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, is, uh, as you probably know by now, is part of Legendary's Monsterverse. Uh, Universe, Monsterverse Universe, whatever you want to call it, which, of course, is uh, various films and comic books and now a TV series. And uh, I think the first week they loaded up two episodes and then new episodes come out every Friday. So three weeks in, four episodes because there was two the first week. I'm not sure how long it's going to be, but uh, it's pretty good so far. It kind of jumps around in time to a time shortly after World War II and uh, and now. And there's a little bit of mystery about what happened to somebody's father. Uh, 
And you may have heard that Kurt Russell and his son, is it Wyatt? Let me look him up real quickly here. Kurt Russell's son. They play uh, two different versions of the same character. Yes, Wyatt Russell. Wyatt plays him in the flashbacks. Kurt plays him in the current timeline. Uh, Kurt Russell supposedly served in World War II, which uh, they did address because he's only 72 and he should be about 90, according to the timeline of the movie. Uh, he just says something about good genes, but I'm thinking, you know, the various radiations he's been exposed to and whatnot are probably keeping him younger. Anyway, it's a pretty good show. I am enjoying it so far. I like the jumping around in time. Uh, we, we're seeing some, we got some glimpses of Godzilla, but really they were in, in flashback. Uh, I think it was new footage, but it was flashing back to the events of that first legendary Godzilla movie. Uh, but we've got a couple of other kaijus that we've caught glimpses of, seen pretty much there's going to be a kaiju in every episode. And they're kind of presenting Monarch as the bad guys right now, but I think are good guys that are well I don't want to I don't want to say any spoilers but there's a conflict between some you know ragtag group of random people and the government agency um but uh, they'll probably all all come together in the end and fight monsters together I don't know There's a lot of human shit in this show Honeybee tends to not like the human shit but the show is mostly human shit but the kaiju shit is pretty good too and I'm recording this on Friday. It'll go up on Saturday. But yesterday, which is Thursday, I went to see Godzilla Minus One, the new Toho Godzilla movie, now in theaters. And I cannot urge you enough to go see this movie. It is my new favorite Godzilla movie. The best ever maybe but certainly the best since the original um it's got pretty high ratings from audiences and critics excuse me folks i don't have time to do any editing today so uh there's gonna be some uh some burps and some coughs in this episode you're just gonna have to live with it let's see if we can find out what uh what the ratings are audience rating on google is 4.9 out of 5 that's out of 130 ratings let's see what rotten tomatoes has to say about it a 97 from the tomometer and the audience score is a 98 so that is pretty good. And let's just take a look at Letterboxd real quick. See what they have to say about it. Folks, if you don't have a Letterboxd account, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Logging the movies that you watched. Keeping track of them all. Rating them. We have, I have my own Letterboxd page, but the show has one as well. And the site can't be reached, so... <laughs> Let me just go on my phone here. I'm just vamping here, folks. Trying to fill time. Trying to give you some quantity 
for your money, which of course was no money at all. You're not paying to listen to this. Letterboxed on my phone. Be patient. Godzilla minus one on Letterboxd. Come on, buddy. Come on. Come on, phone. You can do it. I gave it five stars myself. As I said, my new favorite. It has a rating of 4.1 out of 5 on Letterboxd. It has no one-star reviews. <laughs> They're all in like the 3.5 to 5-star range, it looks like, mostly. So, uh, it's... I don't want to. I want. I don't. Don't want to go into spoilers. Of course, when we get, we'll eventually get to it on the show and do a full breakdown of it. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say it's a period piece. It's set at the end of World War II and then the years immediately following. It's. I don't know how to. It's not a remake exactly, but it does go back to that kind of period of the original movie and revisits some themes of the original movie. But I'd say it's not that it isn't about uh, the atomic bomb. The the bomb is certainly a factor in the movie. But I think it's more about the trauma of war itself than about atomic bombs specifically. And both the individual people and the country as a whole being traumatized by the war that they have just survived. And... Th- the difficulty of leaving the war behind and moving on with your life and moving forward. Uh, the effects themselves are good, great. The monster is, is devastating. The di- design's pretty good. There's a new element. I don't want to spoil that. Let, just let that surprise you when it pops up. Uh, I really... As I indicated before, you know, there's human shit. There's always human shit in these movies. And sometimes the human shit is boring. But I actually cared about the human shit in this movie. I liked the characters. I was invested in them. The actors all did a really good job. And uh, then when Godzilla shows up, it's really good. And uh, it's really, you know, it's it's a serious film... It's not the silly nonsense that we got in later Godzilla eras and even more recently in Godzilla vs. Kong. There was a lot of silly nonsense in Godzilla vs. Kong. This is a pretty serious film, uh, almost dour, but in a good way. So uh, if you have the opportunity, please go out to the theater and see Godzilla minus one. It is five stars from me across the board. Uh, And now I think we're going to go to that piece that we recorded earlier that I mentioned. Uh, A few weeks ago at DamCon, Honeybee and I met up with my friend and our patron, Chris Armendaris, and we had a little chat with him that we recorded that we thought was fun. We put it up on our Patreon Uh, But we said we might put it out as kind of a little ad for our Patreon. Right now, 
as long as we have a manageable number of patrons, you can request a movie, not demand, but request a movie for us to do. We will not do Twilight or any of its sequels unless somehow we get 100 patrons. Then we will do Twilight. But you can request something else, and uh, given the appropriateness and availability, we will cover it for you. We are still making our way through the lyrics of uh, science fiction double feature, by the way, and we have some stuff lined up to do after we get done with that. So, um, but we had a, a fun conversation with Chris about his movie request, Ghost Rider. So we will go to that now. And thank you all for joining me here today. Sorry for the short episode, but we will be back to our regular programming as soon as possible. Please, if you do enjoy the show, like, subscribe, rate, review. Go to mmftg.com. You can find links to all our stuff there, including our Patreon patreon.com slash mmftg and now to that interview slash discussion okay hey patrons we are here with one of our patrons chris armanderas welcome to the show chris thanks for having me we're here at damcon chilling outside i hope the mics don't pick up too much wind and uh chris chose our first patron uh, request the ghost rider and ghost rider spirit of vengeance and we just wanted him to explain himself (laughs) tell us why so you've been pestering me online for a couple of years to do this movie why in particular i mean honestly i just think you know i guess with nicholas cage as you know the titular ghostwriter. I mean, it's just like a masterpiece of cinema. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I myself think, you know, it, it's Oscar worthy, but you know, that's, you know, that's just my thought. Um, but honestly, I, <laughs> I do because every, because I, I, honestly, I just love getting a ride at you every time. <laughs> right? You just wanted me to go, no. Yeah. I just, I just, I, every time, like, I would just say it. It was just like I could feel. I could feel just like the the the, the, the hate. burning hatred that comes off of you when you're typing it. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, this is just just so good. And then when you said that, I was like, yeah, I gotta do this. I've yeah. immediately got to jump on. So if you're if you're haven't been paying attention, last time Chris asked, I said, tell you what, if you become a patron, uh, we'll do both Ghost Rider movies. And he immediately. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't Hit even that subscribe. That wasn't even five minutes after he said that, and I just typed <laughs> done. Oh my gosh. I, was just, I was just ready for this. Yeah. So uh, we are, Honeybee and I are in the same location Hello. on one of those rare occasions. So we're gonna. We've both already watched the first one. We're yeah. gonna watch the second one when we're done here, mm-hmm. and then we will record at least one of the. It just depends on how much time, time we have. Yeah. We'll at least record one of them but possibly both of them. We'll do two separate episodes so that Chris can get the most value for his money. I'm, I'm waiting with, you know, bated breath for this. <laughs> and, uh, well, I was going to explain the whole thing, but only patrons are hearing this right now. <laughs> Maybe we'll use this as a promo. Yeah, sure. We'll, we can play part of this at the end of a regular episode, mm. as well as for the patrons. Say, if you become a patron, as long as we have a manageable number of patrons... You can request 
a movie. Request the movie, not demand. We do reserve the right to say no based on is it available, is it objectionable. <laughs> and uh, we're saying up front we will never do Twilight unless <laughs> we get 100 patrons. And then maybe at 150 we'll do the second movie, et cetera, et cetera. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Yeah, so don't think you got a loophole by saying, oh, well, I'll request Breaking Dawn Part 2. No, we'll we'll set a threshold <laughs> for that. Now, is it any Stephanie Meyer mo- uh, movie? Uh, I mean, are you going to use a host loophole? <laughs> yes. We did just do one of her movies recently for the 31 Days of Horror. No. I mean, no. Yeah, Blood and Chocolate, wasn't that? No, no, that's somebody else. Oh, it's the okay. same young adult category but no it's i mean as far as i know she's only written twilight and the host i mean to be fair it is it is you know it's not the twilight series then she did start no she didn't no it was the 50 shades woman we're not doing 50 shades either you can go straight to hell with that bullshit (laughs) but um she yeah the 50 shades woman rewrote the first book rewrote the first book from the guy's point of view yeah and i was thinking that stephanie had done that had retold part of the story from the vampire's point of view Hmm. which might be where the 50 shades lady got the idea for i think there was a would you call it a side quill it's not a prequel it's not a sequel it's happening at the same time as the other story just from a different point of view I think that would be a side quill. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is there anything else, Chris, you want to say about Ghost Rider or Nicolas Cage? Or... I have a question. Sure. How old were you when the movie came out? Or, like, when you first oh, saw it? Oh, see, when did it come out? Now we have to... I want to take... say, like, 2005 to 7? Something like that. If it, was, if it was 2005, I would... I think it's 2004 and the sequel's 2007, but okay. I won't If it was 2004, then I just turned 18. Okay. Okay. And then, so right, if it was so. 2007, so, then I was 20, I believe. I mean, just, uh, yeah, you know, of course we're going to do a full episode, but my... At the time, I was like... Well, you do get to see Nicolas Cage's head burst into flame. <laughs> so, so that seems like, like an up. Cage? Um, I, haven't, I have enjoyed <laughs> some movies he's in, but I don't think he's really a selling point for me. I mean, he, when he like, said Nicolas Cage's, you know, Ghost Rider, I was sold. I was like, <laughs> I was like. Like, for you know, I will go see a Schwarzenegger movie, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That is, a, if you say there's a new Schwarzenegger movie, I'm not going to ask, oh, what's it about? I'm going to go see the new Schwarzenegger movie. Mm-hmm. If you say there's a Nicolas Cage movie, I'm going to be like, well, I need more information. Because <laughs> there's, yeah, some I've enjoyed and others, uh, I mean, I've, I've got one I paid for that I haven't watched yet, Mandy, which now is available free yeah. places. But, you know, people said good things, so I, and it was on sale, so yeah. I bought it. So... It just really depends with Nicolas Cage. Okay, all right. I mean, there's a whole uh, B plot of an episode of um, Community where the class is, I think, uh, it's a film class, and it's basically Nicolas Cage, good or bad. I mean, why not great? <laughs> and it was, you know, it's just analyzing the idea of is he a good actor or is, is he a bad actor? And I think Abed tried to argue both. I kind of feel like Nicolas Cage is like the Nickelback of <laughs> actors in the in this way, in this way, okay? Because like he's kind of like 
big, right? He's uh-huh. like big, and a lot of people absolutely love him, but it's not cool to do so. Right. So in a way, I kind of <laughs> feel like he's kind of that that guy. Like he's big, I'm... he's good, but it's uncool to like right. like to like think that he's. Great. I mean, I, I did enjoy the movie where he's playing himself recently. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I'm very glad that his Superman never got made. I'm mixed feelings about the like, cameo like, of that you, idea. I was about to say, did you see the cameo? I, I saw the Flash. Yeah, I saw the Flash. <laughs> His giant spider I didn't, too. I did not. Uh, I did not completely hate the Flash. It still has problems, but I went in expecting to just hate, hate every it. moment yeah. of it. So it was not as bad as I expected. I, I enjoyed some moments. I still don't like Ezra Miller as an actor or, or a person, and I don't care for Flash as Peter Parker. They need to get past that bullshit. He's a grown-ass man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, for me, there are movies where I love Nicolas Cage. Like, love, mm-hmm. love, love. Like, Con Air is one. Uh, Con Air is great. It's so good. Uh, Face Off. Face Off. So good, right? <laughs> These are like movies where it's just like, oh, he's just such a... Yeah, it's like a tour de force of acting. (laughs) I feel like in Face Off that neither of them are really trying to play the other actor. But Travolta might be doing a slightly better job. No. Pretending to be Nicolas Cage. No, Nicolas Cage is, you know... You think he's doing Travolta? He's he's bringing his A-game in that one for sure. You think he's doing a good impersonation of Travolta? Yeah, he was, you know, like the director was like, okay, you get to play not only yourself, but you also get to play John Travolta. And I mean, he was just, you know, you probably just could see it in his eyes. He's just like, I can do this. I've got the Saturday Night Fever. Let me let me tell you who did a good job of that. I'm going to do a deep dive here. Okay. In, um, have you ever seen any of the Pink Panther movies, the original ones? With Peter Sellers? No, I can't say I have. Well, they kept making him after he died. Mm-hmm. And the first one was called The Trail of the Pink Panther, okay. where they used deleted scenes in combination with a impersonator. Okay. Wow. Rich, Rich Little used to do celebrity impersonations. And so the, the main character, Clouseau, is missing. And this reporter's trying to gather information about what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And they use some deleted scenes from other movies, and they use some scenes of Rich Little in the shadows, oh, doing his imper- impersonation to okay. stitch together a plot. Oh, okay. And then, in the Curse of the Pink Panther, they've got a computer to choose the world's greatest detective to find Clouseau, mm-hmm. but his boss doesn't want him found, mm-hmm. so he reprograms the computer to find the worst detective, oh, who ends up being another guy that's just like Clouseau, just. Oh. The, bumbling incompetent who stumbles into success yeah the long story short is Clouseau is in hiding and has had plastic surgery done oh okay so we keep getting glimpses of this throughout the movie oh I see and when his bandages are taken off and we finally see him at the end it's Roger Moore playing James Bond uh, second third third James Bond play doing a fucking brilliant Peter Sellers playing Clouseau impersonation. <laughs> and Roger Moore, is, at the time, was not known for comedy. He was known for being James Bond. Yeah. They were the sort of comedy James Bonds. Mm-hmm. But it was just such a outside-of-the-box thing to cast <laughs> him as Clouseau. And he really does a great job of playing the other actor playing this character. Yeah. 
So uh, much better than either Nicholas Cage or John Travolta. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I disagree. I mean, I mean, you you know, you know, you've seen you know what's it called John Travolta and you know all those movies that he's done. You know, he'll play you know sometimes just straight lace. But I mean, then you've seen you know the past you know movies of Nicholas Cage and you see how outlandish he can be and how uh, eccentric uh-huh. he is. I mean, and then just having just having them two just you know back to back is just like I said. I mean, I honestly think that you know they got shafted at the Oscars because I think that was <laughs> Oscar worthy. Okay. Yes. Okay. There is a moment in the first Ghost Rider that kind of reminds me of Face Off, like when he's when first, his face comes off. <laughs> yeah, when he's first like kind of like feeling the heat, and he kind of starts like, uh, and it just kind of reminds me of that scene in Face Off where he's like in the like he kind of like squats down a little bit. And he's like, ah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? And especially like in the second one where he just where you start just you know freaking out in front of everybody. It's just like you can't tell me that's not brilliant acting right there. <laughs> I mean, it's acting. It's brilliant acting. Uh, I've actually been reading some of the original Ghost Rider comic books in preparation oh, nice. for this. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Which, uh, folks, if you, um, if you have a library card, you can access, for most libraries, maybe not everyone, there's an app called Hoopla that you can connect your library card if your library participates, and you can get digital content oh, wow. through there. There's a couple different apps now. Uh, so they have... Ebooks and uh, audiobooks and even movies and TV shows. As far as I know, it's the only way to watch Lucy Lawless's detective TV show really? that she did after Xena. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's how I'm reading these uh, old Ghost Rider comics. They got a lot nice. of stuff on there. Oh. So, uh, I recommend that just in general, but certainly for uh, Ghost Rider research. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have kind of a weird, kind of sad Nicolas Cage moment, too. So my biological dad looked a lot like Nicolas Cage. And as a kid, to me, like my kid brain, like looking at him, I'd be like, wow, you know, and then seeing the actor. And then he died when I was like eight. Mm -hmm. And I know I don't have any like pictures or anything. So like Mm -hmm. growing up as a kid, I would always like kind of feel connected to Nicolas Cage in this way. Like every time like there was a movie that came out or something like that, I would feel like, oh, I like get to see my dad in this way. (laughs) Like not that it was my dad obviously and I knew that but they just look so similar in my brain and so and I don't have any like pictures of my like biological dad so every time I see Nicolas Cage I think of my dad I have some news for you (laughs) Nicolas Cage is your dad and he's here today ladies and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) Nicolas Cage I'm really pleased to be here thank you very very much it's an honor to be here on Monster Movie Fun Time Go (laughs) No, do a bumper. Do I'm Nicholas Cage. And you're I'm listening. Nicholas Cage. And you're listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, that's so funny. I was oh. talking about, uh, I don't want to say too much about the movie because we're going to record a whole episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's kind of at maximum Elvis in this movie. Oh, yeah. Except for the movie where he's playing an Elvis impersonator. But uh, I really believe that he married Lisa Marie Presley. <laughs> As a collector's item, <laughs> which is probably why they're no longer together, because you can't base a relationship on that. Well, I mean, as the closest you're going to get to, you know, the king yeah. himself. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, he was close. If you know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. That was that was. As as close as you can get. Yeah, yep. yeah. 
uh, and I and I feel like the whole thing with her and Michael Jackson was some sort of experiment in eugenics, like trying to create <laughs> sort of the ultimate musician or something. But um, <laughs> that doesn't seem to have gone anywhere. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, this <laughs> took a weird turn yeah. somewhere. <laughs> remember? She was married to Michael Jackson and they had a child. I did not, did not remember that. Yeah, that's a true thing, right? I'm not making that up. I, 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 I don't Google have it. any. Google it, folks. <laughs> Somebody look it up. I mean, I'll cut it out if it's not true, but I'm pretty sure that's a thing <laughs> no, that happened. No, I mean, I believe you. Because there seemed to be a lot of speculation of whether there was any doctors involved in that. <laughs> Michael Jackson and Presley Child. Yeah, there you go. They had no children. Presley had four children from her other marriages. Yeah, okay. No, so they, they never had they children. Didn't. Oh, they didn't have nope. children. Uh-uh. Well, so it was a failed attempt at creating the ultimate musician. Yeah. No, he had a child with like his housekeeper or something that it seemed like some other lady that he sort of maybe paid her to have. <laughs> Honestly, she's not. She wasn't Jesus Billie Jean. Oh, okay. Well, it was in '94. That's why I don't remember it. Well, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, I think we've gone really off topic, so <laughs> it might be time to wrap up this interview. But Chris, we appreciate uh, yeah. your support and everybody follow his example. Yeah. Do you want to plug something? Uh, I mean, just you know. Your Instagram or something. I, or don't, Facebook? I don't have any of that stuff. Okay. Well, good. So, He's like he's like Jason Manzukis. He's like I am not on Twitter. Yeah, I am not on Twitter. Hell yeah! Well, <laughs> thank you for supporting us and being a patron and picking a movie. I I I you know appreciate y'all having me on here, and then I look forward to more Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Once we got through all the other patrons, then of course. maybe you can request another one. All right. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Right. Thanks for listening. Bye. bye. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Fun time go!